Hello and welcome to The Journey, the audio journal of a man working his tail off to achieve greatness in his life. This is a show all about the trials and the triumphs, the pain and the pleasure of producing a life of greatness that honors God, supports my family, and builds the community. What's going on everybody? I'm your man Marcus, a former pastor turned church communications consultant who is passionate about using social media to tell life-changing stories that inspire and transform. I promise you I'm going somewhere y'all and I want you to come along with me. Thank you for joining me on this journey and welcome aboard. The YouVersion Bible verse of the day comes from John chapter 1 verse 1 from the Christian Standard Bible. In the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. This is the foundational scripture uh, in all of Christianity. Uh, well, that can be debated. You could also say that uh, John 3.16 would be uh, the foundational scripture. Uh, so this, so if John 3.16 is one, then uh, John 1 and 1 would uh, probably be either 1A or a very close 2. Uh, in, in, in my opinion and the reason that I say that is because um, it's foundational you know to the understanding uh, of the Christian faith to know that uh, Jesus has been there the whole time <laughs> um, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God Jesus is the word uh, the word incarnate God in the flesh and it's uh, important to understand that there was uh, never a point in uh, the history of creation you know from the very beginning or from uh, what scientists would like to say uh, the Big Bang uh, which <laughs> was actually caused by God there, there was no chemical reaction to cause the Big Bang since the Big Bang could, couldn't have come out of nowhere so it was God but uh, Jesus was there the whole time and it's, it's important to understand that I'm not going to get into a theology lesson <laughs> here but uh, I, I will tell a quick story uh, I can remember being a freshman at Morehouse College uh, second semester it was uh, English 250 uh, um, honors or uh, advanced uh, uh, freshman English uh, literature and uh, I can remember getting a B minus on uh, a particular paper because, um, well, basically there was nothing wrong with the paper. It was well written, uh, and, and uh, my professor said that. <laughs> but she gave me the B minus because, uh, and I don't even remember what it was about. But whatever happened, uh, I had um, I had talked about Jesus um, all throughout my uh, analysis of oh oh ah yes I remember now uh, in our English literature reader or uh, the book that we had to have that had all kinds of different excerpts in it from, from different books that were compiled into this reader uh, you know those, those of you who have uh, 
who have uh, been in any kind of uh, university system when it comes to uh, English classes or history classes or things like that, you're, you're familiar with readers. And, you know, that's what we had as freshmen in uh, different classes. And so um, I can remember this particular reader had um, excerpts from all different kinds of things, uh, different excerpts from the Bible and, uh, and, and even some from the uh, Quran as well that uh, were in this uh, in this literature reader and um, we had to write a paper about uh, one of the entries in the reader one of the excerpts in the reader and I uh, decided to do mine on um, on uh, I think it was I think it was the book of Job that I uh, did my paper on I think it was the book of Job it might have been it might have been something else cannot quite remember because I think we had to present on it too and um, I got an A in my presentation but I think I got a B plus or a B minus on the paper um, because I was trying to say something about uh, about uh, Christianity and Christian principles and how those principles um, were seen in the book of Job which was in the Old Testament and my professor tried to say well you know th this is all well and good but uh, there was no Jesus in uh, the Old Testament <laughs> and you know I didn't even want to argue with her at that point you know uh, some some of y'all could get mad at me and, and, and for not refuting or whatever and, and, and protesting it I just went on and took my B minus you know I ended up getting an A minus out the class it really didn't matter but um, it was just it was wild man because I mean this is an English professor you know what I'm saying she uh, definitely was not a theologian but she had made it up in her mind to give me this grade because Jesus was not in the Old Testament very 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 not true not true not true in the beginning was the word the word was with God and the word was God uh, those of you who listen to podcasts uh, I really encourage you to uh, subscribe to and listen to uh, the ESPN 30 for 30 podcast series uh, that came out recently uh, they're on their fifth and final episode of uh, the season and these are hour-long documentaries uh, that are kind of like their, their their TV counterpart, but because it's been so successful on television that they decided to uh, you know try to bring it over to the uh, audio side, and so they've been producing NPR style uh, documentaries on um, some subjects that we have or have not heard of uh, over the past uh, thirty or forty years or so, and uh, this particular uh, this particular episode was about a fighter named uh, James White or no James Scott I think I think his name is James Scott and um, uh, through the series of some bad decisions and 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 you know um, not doing what he was supposed to be doing uh, he found himself behind bars uh, ended up spending 30 years in jail for armed robbery he says he didn't uh, commit the crime but some bad decision making uh, put him in a position where uh, he could even, uh, you know, be convicted of that in the first place. And so uh, he could have wallowed in that decision making and, uh, you know, just allowed uh, his fate of, um, you know, just being an inmate and uh, being a, a convicted felon, he could have allowed that to uh, dictate how the rest of his life went. Uh, but instead, uh, he's decided to take control of his situation and um, 
when an opportunity came about for him to do something unconventional, do something different, you know, he jumped on that opportunity. Uh, James Scott was, um, he, he was an up and coming boxer and ended up going to jail before um, his career really even began. But uh, once he got to jail, uh, what happened was you had a, a small fledging network called HBO that was, um, you know, really trying to gain some traction over uh, the uh, traditional broadcast, uh, CBS, uh, ABC, and NBC, and um, and some of the, uh, uh, you know, the cable networks that uh, had already been common, you know, by that time. And so you know, HBO was trying to gain some traction uh, in the marketplace. And in order to do that, uh, they needed to take a chance. They needed to do something different. And for them, this something different was uh, setting up um, a production where they televised uh, professional uh, boxing matches uh, in the prison that James Scott was in. Uh, they, 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 they had uh, <laughs> they televised fights inside a prison you know how uncommon is that it was something that was it was something that was risky it was something that uh, you know, people didn't think was gonna work it was controversial but uh, HBO took a chance on themselves and took a chance on uh, a, a convicted felon in order to uh, in, in order to, uh, to to do something uh, remarkable and to do something different and it paid off for them uh, and it paid off for uh, James Scott as well. Now, if you watch the, uh, if you listen to uh, the podcast, what you will hear is, um, you know, uh, Scott faced some obstacles uh, because of uh, simply being an inmate, and the rules were changed in order to keep him from uh, ever becoming uh, the light heavyweight champion. And um, if you listen, you'll hear more about that. But what I just want to focus on for a few seconds is, you know, the unconventional, the uh, the, the, the the challenging, the uh, the controversial. Oftentimes, that's where all the magic is. You know, when when you find yourself in um, a, a questionable situation, you know, or, or you find yourself uh, down, or you're the underdog. Sometimes you have to do something different. You have to step outside of the box in order to uh, find where the opportunity is. And the opportunity to uh, be a professional boxer and to make a name for himself was there because uh, he decided to take control of his situation and not let him being an inmate keep him from boxing professionally. So for this week's Throwback Thursday, I want to play for you a short piece that I did uh, back in 20 I want to say 2013 yep I, I did it back in 2013 uh, I just had a reflection uh, that I just wanted to share something was on my heart that I wanted to share with the people uh, after I had gotten home from uh, from, from, from service I uh, was still uh, pastoring at this time and uh, just my heart was uh my, my heart was a little heavy for young leaders because uh, I myself was a young leader trying to lead a church where um, everybody was not necessarily receptive and um, 
you know, I, I should have been more, um, I should have paid more attention to those who were receptive and who those who were behind me and supporting me and let that encourage me on instead of focusing on those who didn't. Um, but that's another conversation for another day. But anyway, my heart was a little heavy and so I just wanted to share something with young leaders who were uh, in ministry and who were really waiting on their turn. And um, I, I know that because of social media, um, it, it seems like people get promoted fast and people uh, end up uh, finding themselves in positions uh, that they might not have paid dues for over uh, a long period of time, uh, as was the case uh, years and years ago. But um, that, that's not really the case. Uh, just because you see somebody blowing up, you don't know the 10, the 20 years, the 30 years, uh, depending on how old they are, uh, that it took for them to uh, get to the place that uh, they are uh, as you're now seeing them. The, 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 the myth of the overnight success is real. And, um, and I know it's very pervasive um, in ministry as well because you see some people, uh, they seem to rise up very quickly and uh, you just don't see the grind. You just don't see what they have to go through uh, to get to a place where you can see them and it looks like they're blowing up. But anyway, I just wanted to share uh, this moment uh, with you. It's, uh, it's a little less than 10 minutes and uh, I just pray that it blesses you. Uh, it's just a reflection that I called Young Preachers Wait on Your Ministry. Young Preachers Wait on Your Ministry. I'm really sensitive today to the development of young leaders, to the development of young pastors, young teachers, young evangelists, young uh, prophets. I'm, I'm really sensitive to that because uh, what I see a lot of today, I see a lot of impatience. Uh, I, I, I see a lot of uh, people just wanting to function in their gifts. And I just want to make sure that uh, young preachers uh, don't fall uh, so, uh, don't succumb to that, that they don't fall prey uh, to this epidemic of um, preachers not being able to uh, have the patience enough to really uh, work out their ministry, to really um, wait on what God has uh, for them. It, it, it's really concerning to me. You know, it, it, it's, it's one thing to have a calling uh, from God, but then it's another thing to also have that thing developed and 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 have a little bit of patience uh, with that thing. Uh, you don't just get saved and then the next minute uh, you, you're, you're going out and you're preaching the good news. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yes, we're supposed to uh, spread the gospel. Yes, you're supposed to, you know, when you have an experience with God, go and share that experience with somebody else. But when you are in the office, uh, when, when you are uh, in the job of preaching the word and representing uh, yourself as one who is preaching the gospel and representing uh, the kingdom of God, uh, there has to be a period of time where you are sitting under somebody, where you are, where, where you are accountable to somebody's ministry, where you are really, uh, where, where you are really working that thing out, where, where you are really praying. And, and, and it's so hard to wait today because, uh, because of social media, you see, 
firsthand what so many different people are doing and, and, and they're doing so many great things. And then you want to go out and quickly do that thing yourself because you've seen somebody else do it. If they can do it, I can do it. You know, if they can have that kind of success, I can have that kind of success. If they can have a really popular ministry, then you know what? I can have a really popular ministry as well. And, and and I just feel the spirit of the Lord grieving right now because I, I we 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 need to get back to uh to to a point where we uh have the ability to really sit under uh somebody where we really take the time uh to be patient with our ministry where we really take the time to learn how to serve while we're waiting on God uh learn how to serve while you're waiting on God you know learn how to submit while you're waiting on God uh learn the spiritual disciplines while you're waiting on God uh learn how to pray while you're waiting on God learn how to uh to how to turn that plate over while you're waiting on God learn uh how to serve while you're waiting on God you know learn how to how, how to clean I, I i'm i'm so appreciative of uh some of my formative years of ministry uh at New Life International Family Church um, under the direction of uh, Bishop Jerron C. Williams. Um, we on the ministerial staff, you know what I'm saying, we, we on the ministerial team, you know, we had to go and clean the church uh, every Saturday evening, you know. Um, you know, people had plans on, 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 on Saturday evening. They would get into, you know, to, to, to whatever we were getting into or you know, whether we were going to the movies or we were just going out, we were just doing uh, whatever it was that we were doing. You know, but we, we needed to make sure that we stopped by the church first because we had to clean. You know, we, we, you, you can't expect to um, stand behind the pulpit and declare God's word if at first um, you are unable uh, to serve, if you're, if you're unable to uh, to submit to uh, the lordship of Jesus Christ as it is dispensed in um, the person of somebody else. If you are unable to sit under somebody else's ministry and, and, and you're just trying to go out on your own and do your own thing, then, then you haven't gone through the qualification process. That qualification process is where, where, your, where your ministry um, goes from birthing to uh, that of, of maturity, of preparation to truly go out and to serve and truly go out and, 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 and to minister that, 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 that qualification process, uh, is where you learn how to clean toilets, where you, where you learn how to clean the sanctuary, where you learn how to go outside and, 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 and do the, the, do the landscaping and do those types of things because you, you, you understand, amen, as, um, your, your, your chief job, amen, as a minister of Jesus Christ is to serve, Amen. To 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 minister uh, is to serve. Amen. Uh, if you are a minister of the gospel, amen. If you are a minister of the Lord uh, Jesus Christ, amen. You are a servant first of all, and that's why the, the, the those two words, amen, line up in the Greek, amen. When it, when, when you're talking about uh, minister and and, and and servant ministry and servanthood amen those things match up because that's what it truly takes to uh to 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 truly minister and that's what it truly takes to uh really represent Jesus Christ in a way that is accurate 
in a way that's truly going to draw others to him, in a way that's really going to be effective and affect change in the kingdom. And so uh, I just pray that we can get back to, uh, to, to, to a place where uh, we learn how to serve, uh, where uh, we learn how to have a little bit of patience um, in our ministry. Because um, God forbid, you know, you're doing your thing in, in, in ministry, you have a nice title, and God forbid something happens, and you are no longer in that place of ministry that you were once in. Amen. That title that, 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 that man gave you, all of a sudden, you don't have it anymore. So then what? Who are you without your title? Who are you uh, w- w- without the notoriety? Are you still a preacher? Are you, are you still a servant of God? Are you still called by God, even though you don't have the title anymore? So that's why we need to not get hung up on the titles. That's why we not, need to not get hung up on um, the physical trappings of ministry and, 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 and truly be concerned uh, about the substance of our ministry, the substance of our calling, the substance of our anointing, that which God called us to do. And, and, and we need to know, and, and we really need to know that we know that we know at our very core what is it that makes us a man of God? What is it that makes you a man of God? What is it that makes you a woman of God at your core? What is it that makes you a preacher of the Lord Jesus Christ? What is that at your core that makes you a minister of the gospel? What is it at your core? And you don't find out what that is until you learn how to serve. And so uh, I, I just want to admonish uh, especially the young preachers, and I know it's not uh, something that's just associated with age, but I have such a sensitivity to young preachers, um, you know, because I, I, I came up uh, where I was in ministry uh, for the past five years, up, uh, up until um, August of 2013, I came up in a vineyard where um, I was considered a young preacher. And even though I got to a place where I had a title and I got to a place where I was doing things that nobody my age had ever done, people couldn't look past my age and therefore I didn't get the kind of respect uh, that, that, that I should have gotten and because everyone was still looking at me uh, as a child. You know, but you, you, you know, I have, I have a sensitivity to that because I want to make sure that for young preachers that you eliminate all doubt, that, that you, you live your life so far above board that you, that, that, that you have a ministry that is so clean, that, 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 that you have a ministry that, uh, that is so uh, rooted in integrity that uh, criticism that is uh, thrust upon you that people will be able to see that it's unfounded, that people will be able to see that what they're saying doesn't make any sense, that people will be able to see that, that, that the criticisms that people have of your ministry uh, truly are unfounded and, and, and uh, aren't rooted in any kind of uh, factuality whatsoever. So um, I, I, I just want to you know, leave you all with a few words, and, um, and I just... Uh, pray that this blesses somebody. This is just something that was burning on my heart um, at this very moment. So I just felt the need to share. So um, I just pray that, again, this, this blesses you in some kind of way and that um, God will continue to bless you, your ministry, and your family. 
very richly. God bless you. You'll be able to tell right away by the change in the audio quality that unfortunately I am not working with my Rode SmartLav anymore. Um, it is not functioning uh, at the moment. Uh, the day had been coming for a while and uh, it's finally here where I lost the uh, pop filter uh, off of the, the mic. And uh, for whatever reason, with that, now it just sounds uh, completely horrible. And uh, I don't know if there's anything I'm going to be able to do about it. But until then, we are back to the all treble, no bass, <laughs> uh, headphone, microphone. But um, hopefully we'll be able to rectify this situation uh, very soon. So... I can get back to uh, the quality that I've been able to give the past week. Well, I just wanted to uh, throw that aside in there before I um, gave an explanation of the audio that I shared with you for uh, Throwback Thursday. I had to actually listen to it to realize that, or to remember that... Um, that wasn't 2013, like I said, it was 2014. So it was after I had already uh, left pastoral ministry and um, definitely going through a period of loss. Um, you know, it's, it's definitely, you know, when you go through any kind of uh, loss, you know, loss is loss. Uh, you know, I, I said the other day that uh, unless you lose a parent, you can't necessarily say, I know what you're going through. Uh, if you know you you've lost something or someone else, but I will say that there is a mourning period when you uh, when you lose a ministry, or you know when when you leave uh, pastoral ministry, when you leave a church and it's not on uh, great terms. You know there is a sense of loss there. You know that's undeniable, and there's, there's definitely some uh, mourning. And uh, some bereavement that, that really takes place in that. And so that's really what I was going through when I, uh, when I uh, produced that piece of uh, audio that you just heard. Uh, and, um, you know, so I, I, there was a point, I, I had gotten to a point of sensitivity, real sensitivity about um, or, or for young ministers, um, because there was a lot that I went through, a lot of troubles that I went through because I was young and uh, where I was, I was not respected uh, uh, for my youth, even though I know that I had a lot to bring to the table. And, um, and, and it was definitely a hard thing to deal with. And so uh, I, I just wanted to uh, send a message of encouragement to uh, the young ministers of the gospel, you know, to really say the course and let them know it's, it's going to be all right. It's really easy, you know, in the social media age to see, uh, when, when you look at Facebook posts and Instagram posts, and when you see people, it's looking like they're doing their thing. You're seeing the, the end result of it. You're not seeing the process. You're seeing the product. 
you're seeing what the process has produced, but you're not seeing what the pain uh, caused in the process. And, and so uh, it, it makes you think that people become an overnight success. And that's one of the biggest myths out there is the myth of the over, overnight success. There is no overnight success. There's always years of pain and toil and strife and conflict and doubt that goes into um, you know, producing something that matters. And since you don't see that, it's hard to, you know, really come to grips with uh, when you see somebody else and it looks like and it looks like they're flourishing. Uh, you, you just don't see what they've gone through. And so I, I just wanted to uh, really help people who really don't see that you have to really wait on your ministry. You may think that you are ready to just go out there and do your own thing, but you're really not. And I'm particularly sensitive to it because, you know, I've really had to look back at my situation over the last uh, several years, uh, over the last four years that I have not been pastoring. And um, I've really been struggling to, um, you know, get back to a place where I feel like I'm, uh, you know, truly being useful in this world. You know, even though I'm doing some consulting and some things like that, you know, it's been tough for me. And I've had to look back and I've had to really think about the fact that, um, many times in my life, all throughout my life, I've been promoted really quickly. Uh, people have seen something in me where uh, I've been promoted so quickly in different areas where I've always been the youngest to do something. The, young, the youngest this, the youngest that, the first this, the first that. And uh, that's exactly what happened to me when I was in uh, the AME church uh, and I was uh, the presiding elder of the Canadian conference. Uh, at 29, I was the youngest to do it. You know what I'm saying? So I... I, I I made history, but uh, there's something to be said about letting the full process work out in you and not skipping steps and not having somebody advance you too quickly. And, uh, you know, having gone through that and seeing what that has uh, produced, I don't want that for anybody. And so that's why I made that message. Thank you for joining me today on The Journey. I pray that I have said something today or at least made you think about something that has added some light to your day and value to your life. Until next time, keep it moving and God bless.